Kia ora Kato, good morning. Lovely to have you here today to talk to you, to be with you. I want to start with a story, and it's to do with the army. There was a, a new sergeant, he's new in the job, great soldier. Uh, he One of his duties was communicating news to the soldiers under him, and sometimes it wasn't good news. Uh, he, he was a great soldier, a little bit low on empathy, and so he found, to, found it hard to, to communicate with a great amount of uh, kind of heart, really. But one day he had to do it. He had uh, a young private who he needed to, to share some bad news with, so he got him into his quarters, commanding quarters, and said, uh, well, son, I've got some news for you today. Uh, your family pet your cat that you've known since you were a wee boy has died. You're dismissed, you can go. The young boy, the private, goes out absolutely distraught. The sergeant's assistant was there and heard it all and said, um, well, sir, um, it's wonderful how truthful you were, but uh, I, I just wonder, sir, if you're open, we could have wondered if, um, you might have done that slightly better if you're interested in, in some a little bit of advice. And the sergeant says, yeah, yeah, sure. Well, what do you suggest? And the assistant said, just uh, in terms of receiving information like that, it's, it's good for someone to... Maybe what you should have done is said um, something like, uh, well, son, you your family pet, we've had some bad news. Now we'll get it down. And then a couple of days later, you say, uh, we've got the cat down, the, the mm. people have been able to get the cat down, um, but it's been injured in the process, it's at the vet. And then a couple of days later saying, um, it's been at the vet, it's had some procedure, medication, it's not doing very well. And then a day or two later, you can say, sorry, son, uh, the cat has passed away, and the sergeant took that on board. And said, "Yeah, that's right. That, that's thank you. That's good advice." Well, as it as it so transpired, about two weeks later, the sergeant had to give some more bad news to that same young private, and so he got him into his headquarters and said, uh, "Son, I have some news for you. Your mother." is on the roof. And so we're gonna be looking at some some bad news today. As we read it, it's kind of kind of hard, kind of gloomy. And um, it's not always easy to say bad news well. I remember talking to a, a mechanic and I said, what's the most important thing in being a mechanic? And he thought, and for a while he said, uh, probably good diagnosis and that's what we're going to do today we're going to have some some good diagnosis uh, from the word of god not just good diagnosis but godly diagnosis anointed diagnosis clear understanding of what the problem is and so i'm going to pray when is going to read the scripture and then we're going to look at that so lord as we open up your word today we pray jesus that you would speak to us by your spirit mm. and uh 
we say yes to you. We say yes to your word. And whatever you want to say to us, um, we are open in your mighty name. Amen. Thank you, Wenda. Right. Good morning, everyone. To be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being in birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the Creator, who is forever praised. Amen. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind so that they do, not, so that they do what ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. May the Lord add his blessing to this reading. Amen. And so we have there an incredible diagnosis. diagnosis. And what it is, is, is four bad exchanges, four bad swaps. And the first one starts a downward spiral of the other ones. As a teenager, I remember a bad exchange I made. I had this really good surfboard. An older boy in the community, he, he wanted it. And he started saying he, he had a surfboard he wanted to swap. He was a couple of years older than me, and I, I didn't really want it. But he kept on at me, and then he got a couple of my friends to come on his side and, and talk me into it. And so I ended up swapping. And I realized within a few days, I made a bad mistake. I made a bad swap. And this is what has happened here in our reading. There's been some terrible swapping, some terrible exchanges. And its first one is this, and the others follow from it, that we've swapped the glory of God and the worship of God has been exchanged for idolatry. The worship of other things replaces the worship of God. That's in verses 21, 23, and 25. Verse 25, and they worship and serve created things rather than the creator. You know, humanity never actually gives up worship. We just swap the object of our worship. We trade down because everyone worships. Everyone worships. And when we don't worship God, we swap our worship of the creator God for worship of other things. 
of creation, of self, of family, of culture, of leisure, of money, of power, sex, influence. We worship tolerance. Everyone worships. And if you choose the wrong thing to worship, it eats you up. You become a captive of that thing and you become its slave. But true freedom is found in worship of God alone. So that was bad exchange number one. Bad exchange number two, bad swap number two. We swap truth for lies, verse 25. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie. Bad swap number three, natural biology, natural sexuality for unnatural, verses 26 and 27. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their woman exchanged natural and you become its slave. But true freedom is found in worship of God alone. So that was bad exchange number one. Bad exchange number two, bad swap number two. We swap truth for lies, verse 25. They exchange the truth about God for a lie. Bad swap number three, natural biology, natural sexuality for unnatural, verses 26 and 27. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their woman exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, Men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves a due penalty for their error. What was God's original intention for human biology and sexuality? Well, when you see a naked man and a naked woman, you get a bit of an idea of what God's original intention for natural biology, natural sexuality, what? There it is there. There's a bit of a clue. Swap number four. The knowledge of God for a depraved mind, verse 28. Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind so that they do what they ought not to be done. It's not just ignorance, but it's a willful exchange, verse 21 and 28. They didn't think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God. You know, but we believe that it is worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God. And I feel for us this year, 2020, Wainui Beach Church, this is the, the year of the word of the Lord for us, that we are to cherish, to esteem, to value, to retain the word of the Lord. That's one of the reasons we're doing Bible memorization with the kids uh, prior to 10 o'clock. We want to retain the knowledge of God through the word of God. So there it is, four bad swaps, four bad exchanges. It's not good. It's, it's terrible. You know, mother is on the roof. And so God responds. God's response is God's wrath. Three times, verses 24, 26, 28, it says this. God gave them over. God gave them over. As Luke pointed out last week, God's wrath is his response to our, our sin. It's, it's not naturally who God is. Deep down inside, that is God's wrath is not naturally who he is, but it is God's response to our sin. And also, God's wrath 
and this is a really important, God's wrath is seen by God's release. God's wrath is seen by God's release. He lets humanity go for it. God's wrath is seen through, not by God's intervention. In fact, exactly the opposite. God's wrath is seen by his non-intervention. He lets them go for it. The first, the sorry, the ninth book of the Bible is the book of Samuel, first book of Samuel. And the people say to the prophet Samuel, we want a king. We want a king. Give us a king to lead us. We want to be like the other nations. He kingi mo tato, he whakarite mo mate. Sorry, he kingi mo mate, he whakarite mo mate. He pera no meo o ngā iwi katoa. What a king. Samuel gets upset by that and he prays to God. God responds to Samuel and God says, listen to them. Give them what they want. Give them a king. It's not you they are rejecting. It's me. Whakarongo ki te reo te iwi nā, ki ngā mea katoa i korero tia e rātu ki a koe. E harahuki i te mea ko koe tā rātau. I pāpāwai, ko a hauia, tā rātau i pāpāi mai. It's not them, it's not, it's not uh, you they are rejecting, says God, it's me. It's me they are rejecting. Give them what they want. And God continues, he says to Samuel, you give them a king, but warn them what a king will mean for them the harm and hurt that a king will mean for them. Indicate to them that mother is climbing on the roof, but give them the king, let them go for it. Give them what they want. And God's wrath is seen in his non-intervention. Perhaps the best known stories of all of Jesus' stories is the, the parable of the prodigal son, Luke chapter 15. And the son wants out of his relationship with the father. He wants the father's goodies, but not the father. And the father responses this. He lets the son go. He releases the son. And the father says, go for it. Go off, son. You go off and you find rock bottom. Go off and experience all of the lights of the pig pen. I'm not stopping you. Haerera, bon voyage. And it's often noted that in this story, it contains a running father. And culturally, that would be very unusual for a father to run. But the running father is not found at the start of the story. It's found at the end of the story. The father does not run down to the gate and try and block the son from leaving. He lets the son go. The father lets him go. He releases him. And so we come to the vice list of Romans. Vice, uh, vice of his how many? There's 21 of them, verses 29 to 31. And basically, this is a menu from the pig pen. It's very hard to categorize them. It's not a nice list. The menu from the pig pen, verse 29. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God haters insolent, arrogant, boastful. They invent ways of doing evil and they disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. 
not only vice, but encouragement of vice. They also improve, approve of others that do them. Mother is on the roof. This is terrible. This is bad news. Mother is on the roof, but good news is coming. Good news is coming. When I was 18, I bought my first car. It cost $550. It was a great car. 1974 Toyota Corolla station wagon. It had three doors, uh, but it had some issues. Uh, one that developed was issue of the starter motor. And for those that don't share my extensive mechanical knowledge and ability, the starter motor is a motory thingy that, that starts the motor and it keeps the motor going. No, it doesn't. No, it starts the motor and then the motor goes by itself. When you have a dodgy starter motor, there's four ways you can kind of get around it. So number one, if you hit the starter motor with a hammer, sometimes that helps. Number two, you can park on hills. Uh, also, third one, you, you drive around with jumper legs, a red one and a black one. And uh, you find someone that will come and start you off. And the fourth one is you can fill your car with companions. And that's another one. I, I've used all of them. They all kind of work. And so uh, it was my second year at university. And so I got some companions to go with me. Uh, Troy often sat in the front. And also we had Nikki and Marie, Tanya, uh, uh, Annette Sloan would often sit in the back. She only had to pay $5, not $6. Everyone else paid $6. Sorry, Annette. Uh, yeah, so I'd have heaps in my car. And on the way home, I'd walk around the library. If I didn't have anyone, say, hey, you want to ride back to Porirua? And yeah, okay, you might have to push me. And so that, that kind of worked until one morning. Uh, and it was about 8 a.m. We'd go from just north of Wellington, from Porirua to, to university. There's a hill right at the top called Ngauranga Gorge. And in those days, it had traffic lights, probably the busiest set of traffic lights in all of Wellington, and the only flat part. And we got there, and my dodgy starter motor stalled. And I was at that point, I realized. Mother was on the roof. There was a problem. I needed a new starter motor. And the diagnosis of Romans in these couple of chapters seemed really gloomy, but stick with it. Good news is coming. Don't plug your ears to the diagnosis. Good news is coming. And it's this righteousness comes from God. There's two places where this almost exact phrase is uh, said. Romans 1.17 and 3.21. 1.17 Righteousness comes from God. It's like a rainbow that, that brackets the gloom. And this is a righteousness that is provided. It comes from God. That is by faith. It's not, it's not achieved. It's received. It is a righteousness that is received, not achieved. John 3.36 Whoever believes in the Son has life. Whoever rejects the Son does not have life. For the wrath of God remains on him. 
and and you know we've made some terrible exchanges we've swapped out the worship of god for worship of all sorts of idols and some other bad exchanges some other bad exchanges and the result has been a pig pen full of behavior but there is hope there is light there is rainbow there's there's a righteousness from god that is received not achieved but received by faith and as we go into our breakout rooms when we go in want us to, to think about to talk about how do we hold on to the worship of god how do we resist the worship of idols how do we hold on to the worship of god how do we resist the worship of idols because once we we determine that we will worship god and god alone uh, that's gonna that's gonna save us that's gonna help us that's gonna be uh, op open us up to the righteousness of god amen thank you